Hello, welcome to the BT360 podcast, What's Up in Business Travel, a weekly podcast where we update you on what's up this week in the world of business travel. This podcast is great for those who need to know what's happening all in less than 15 minutes. My name is Ash. Let's get started. It is Monday, March 21st, and we have completed week 11 of 2022. As a reminder, we have released our February 2022 report, The Numbers Tell the Story. This is a recap of how the travel industry performed last month. This report is not an opinion piece, but is based only on the facts through the numbers released by the Airline Reporting Corporation. We look at their data and we provide the analysis to you in a simple and easy-to-understand manner. You can access this report by visiting businesstravel360.com. Now, let's get to our headlines. The United States Senate passed a resolution to repeal the public transportation federal travel mask mandate that dictates wearing a mask in order to fly in the U.S. Senator Rand Paul scored a win when he forced a vote on the resolution using the Congressional Review Act and passing it by 57 votes to 40. Despite the Senate win, the resolution is unlikely to find favor in the Democratic-led House. The federal transportation mask mandate came into effect after President Biden entered office and has polarized the public, the airline industry, and government. Speaking of the U.S. Senate, they passed a legislation this past week that would make daylight savings time permanent starting in 2023, ending the twice-annual changing of the clocks in a move promoted by supporters advocating brighter afternoons and more economic activity. The Senate approved the measure called the Sunshine Protection Act unanimously by voice vote. The House of Representatives, which has held a committee hearing on this matter, must still pass the bill before it can go to President Joe Biden to sign. Since 2015, about 30 states have introduced legislation to end the twice-yearly changing of clocks, with some states proposing to do it only if neighboring states do the same. Several U.S.-based airlines cut first-quarter capacity assessments but hiked revenue projections in the face of high fuel costs and opting against using new fuel surcharges. Several new airline executives on Tuesday's J.P. Morgan Industrial Conference expressed confidence in business travel's recovery through 2022 and beyond. Airlines had updated capacity and revenue guidance Tuesday in filings with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission include American Airlines, Delta, United, and Southwest. Southwest Airlines and American Airlines have chopped thousands of flights from spring schedules because of serious headwinds, including high fuel prices and staffing shortages. Southwest Airlines recently cut 65,000 flights from its March through May schedule, according to flight schedule service Cerium, and the company on Tuesday cited growing challenges with available staffing. American Airlines said it was reducing its first quarter flying as well. Sirium's data shows that American Airlines cut about 71,000 flights between March and May during the last month. Thanks to what is being called a stronger-than-expected fourth-quarter performance, CBRE Hotels Research, again, has upgraded its 2022 U.S. lodging forecast and now projects that occupancy, revenue per available room, and average daily rate could all match and exceed 2019 levels as early as this year. CBRE in its prior forecast in December predicted ADR will reach 2019 levels in the second quarter of 2023. Occupancy in 2022 is now projected at 61% an increase of almost 7% from the previous year. 
This year's RevPAR forecast is at $82.04, a 17.5% increase over 2021, and within 95% of 2019 levels, about six months earlier than the previous prediction. And finally, Sabre will no longer do business with Aeroflot, the largest government-owned majority airline in Russia. Sabre made the announcement on Thursday, writing that it was taking immediate steps to remove Aeroflot flight content from its GDS because of growing concerns about what's happening in Ukraine. The GDS provider also said it will monitor the situation and evaluate whether additional actions will be appropriate. Sabre, which has about 1,500 people in Poland, has already donated $1 million to the Polish Red Cross. Now in news related to changes in travel due to the pandemic. Canada announced that it will lift the pre-travel testing requirement for fully vaccinated travelers on April 1st. Currently, those visitors are able to enter Canada with a rapid COVID test taken within 24 hours of their flight or their arrival at the land border. Quebec lifted all restrictions on March 12th. There is no longer capacity limits at restaurants, bars or casinos, and proof of vaccination is not required for entry. In Ontario, all capacity limits for indoor spaces were lifted on March 1st. Proof of vaccination is no longer required at restaurants or other public places. The mask mandate will be lifted in most areas on March 21st, except in public transit or healthcare settings. All restrictions are expected to end on April 27th. American Airlines is the last major U.S. airline without alcohol for sale in the main cabin and is bringing back beer, wine, and spirits in April. The airline plans to resume selling drinks and food on April 18th, the day the federal mask mandate is set to expire. Alcohol has been available in first class on American Airlines since last spring. Passengers sitting in Americans' extra legroom section called Main Cabin Extra will receive free alcohol as they did before the pandemic. The CDC is again lowering the advisory for cruise ship travel. On Monday, the CDC dropped its cruise ship warning from Level 3 to Level 2, the second major change this year since last month lowering it from Level 4 to Level 3. According to the CDC, the change represents the status of the COVID-19 pandemic at the time, an acknowledgement of just how far the health situation has come since the CDC effectively shut down the entire industry for most of 2020. British Airways and Virgin Atlantic are set to make mask-wearing optional for passengers and crew on certain flights from March 16th. The UK-based airlines announced the change in statement issued by London's Heathrow Airport, which is also removing its mask requirement this week. All four nations and the UK have agreed to eradicate the remaining international travel restrictions, allowing all travelers, regardless of vaccination status, to enter the UK without testing from March 18th onwards. Smaller UK airlines like Jet2 and TUI have also dropped face masks for select flights. New Zealand is moving up its timeline for travel reopening. The Prime Minister announced that the country, which has remained largely closed off from travel since 2020, will start a phased reopening next month, much earlier than their July 2022 goal set by the government. Starting on April 12th, New Zealand will allow vaccinated travelers from Australia to enter without quarantine in time for that country's school holidays. A few weeks later, on May 1st, vaccinated tourists from countries that do not need a visa, including the U.S. and Canada, will then be allowed to enter. And now in news relating to the return to travel. Taking into account the current military political situation, Ukraine International Airlines extends the suspension of regular and charter flights to and from Ukraine until April 15th. The airline emphasized it stays in touch and will continue to stay in touch with the Ministry of Foreign Affairs of Ukraine and the Ministry of Infrastructure of Ukraine. 
Given the difficult situation under martial law, the airline draws attention to the possibility of forced delays and feedback complications on the service channels of communication with passengers and counts on understanding. All six of United Airlines' most exclusive airport lounges are now open. United Airlines began reopening these business-only lounges along with its new location at Dallas Airport, followed by reopenings at Newark, Houston, Chicago, and San Francisco. Revive Regional Airline Flybee is finally set to start selling tickets next week as the airline reveals its first routes from two UK airports with services due to begin in the spring of 2022. The Birmingham-based airline, which has been reborn following the brand's collapse in March 2020, said flights will go on sale on 22nd of March, featuring two routes from its first two bases, Birmingham and Belfast City Airports. Flybee said it will be announcing its full list of routes, destinations, and fares next week, and plans to add more flights during the summer. The all-business-class airline, La Compagnie, will finally launch flights from Milan to Newark next month. The French premium-only airline announced plans to fly between Milan and Newark airports in 2021, but the launch of the route was delayed due to the COVID pandemic. The airline now plans to start the service on April 15th, with flights going on sale immediately. Aeromexico has emerged from Chapter 11 bankruptcy following a 21-month restructuring process. The reorganized company is valued at $2.56 billion. The largest shareholder is New York-based Apollo Management Holdings, which lent the airline $1 billion early in the bankruptcy process. Delta, which jointly operates flights between the U.S. and Mexico with Aeromexico, now owns 20% of the airline, down from the 49% it owned pre-bankruptcy. Aeromexico, which continued operations throughout the restructuring, currently flies 84 routes. Aer Lingus has resumed transatlantic flights from Shannon to the U.S. for the first time in two years. The Irish airline, which is part of the IAG group of airlines, has restarted daily flights from the airport in Western Ireland to both Boston and New York. Overall, the airline will operate 14 direct routes between Ireland and North America this summer with services to 10 U.S. cities. And now for some technology news. CTM has signed an agreement with Trainline Partner Solutions to access rail content from across Europe. The partnership will enable CTM to offer its customers real-time travel information and train tickets. CTM agents will also be able to access Trainline's desktop booking tool. Prior to this agreement, CTM customers would have accessed Trainline content via a third-party online booking tool. TripActions has added auto-itemization capabilities to its TripActions Liquid Integrated Payment and Expense Management solution. The feature uses AI foreign language translation and fuzzy matching to split transactions with multiple components into individual line items when the receipts are uploaded. TripActions reports an accuracy rate of the auto-itemized tool of over 90%, and it's said that it will increase that over time with machine learning. Users can also edit itemized transactions if they see an error. TripActions Liquid was launched in February 2020 and expanded into Europe late last year. And now in news about sustainable travel. Emissions data platform Thrust Carbon is now being featured in SAP Concur's App Center, allowing travel buyers access to live carbon reporting. The new partnership will give SAP Concur customers the ability to generate on-demand reports for their organization to get a clear view of their carbon footprint from travel activities. This includes monitoring live travel emissions against specific reduction targets. Thrust Carbon is now available in the App Center for both Concur Expense and Concur Travel. Traveling for business is about to become a lot more costly for employees at Microsoft, but it has nothing to do with hotel rates or airfares. 
It's because of the internal penalty Microsoft charges itself based on carbon emissions that its travel generates and is set to increase by 567% this year. Microsoft is taking what it calls aggressive measures to cut down the amount of Scope 3 emissions it produces with business travel falling in this category. It currently charges a business travel fee of $15 per metric ton on CO2, but from July 2022, it goes up $100 per metric ton. Overall, Microsoft wants to become carbon negative, water positive, zero waste company by 2030. Finnair has started a new carbon dioxide emissions offset program as part of its effort to reduce its climate footprint as it aims for carbon neutral growth by 2045. A previous offsetting endeavor was dropped by Finnair in March 2020 because of legislation passed in Finland that curtailed such programs, but the airline said the law has now been amended to allow for new offsetting schemes to be launched. Finnair passengers will be able to use the Choose platform now available on the airline's website to calculate the share of their flight's carbon emissions for which each traveler is responsible for. Then, passengers can offset their emissions via money spent on sustainable aviation fuels or certified offset projects. With that, thank you for joining us, and I would like to ask you to tune in again next week on Monday morning to get your weekly update. We hope that you will make this a regular part of your week and listen in while you're on the move or sitting back and sipping your coffee. You can subscribe to this podcast by searching Business Travel 360 on Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, or Pandora. Be sure to share this podcast with everyone you know so that they can also benefit from getting to know more about what's up in business travel. You can always find more information on businesstravel360.com. Have a great day and travel well. 